five years later, I was in a convalescent hospital in the Vale of Evesham, working backwards to my memories of the crash and before. The date they had given me for when we were shot down helped me remember. May 10th, 1941. Details began to accumulate around it. On that night, we were at 13,000 feet, approaching the city of Hamburg on a northwesterly track. I was in a state of terror, my hands and feet pressed rigidly against the controls of the Wellington. I was obsessed by the knowledge that the next two or three minutes could hurt, maim, or kill us all. During those moments, with the bombs armed and ready to be dropped, the bomb-aimer in position and effectively in command of the aircraft, the rest of the crew tensed against attack. I felt unable to think or speak for myself. All I was capable of doing was to react to the events going on around me, trusting that my instinctive reactions would be the right ones, that my terror would not let me make mistakes. I could keep the plane straight and level, I could respond to the warnings and requests of the crew, but memories of the past and thoughts of the future were impossible. I lived for the moment, expecting death at any instant. So, 13,000 feet, clear skies under a bomber's moon, 20 minutes past midnight British time. Aircraft A-able, loaded with bombs and flares. City below, Hamburg. We had flown past the city a few minutes earlier, at a distance of some 20 miles, trying to mislead the ground defenders into thinking we were passing Hamburg on the way to another target, Hanover or Magdeburg or maybe even Berlin. The RAF had hit Hamburg two nights before, and we were warned at our afternoon target briefing that the Germans were bringing in more anti-aircraft guns to defend the city, Return raids were notoriously dangerous for us. We never treated German flak as a minor threat, so we all paid attention to the decoy plan. We used a distinctive curve in the River Elbe, near Lüneburg, as the assembly point, then turned steeply and headed in on our bombing run. Ted Burridge, our bomb-aimer and front-gunner, had crawled into the belly of the Wellington, lying on his stomach, watching the ground through the perspex pane behind the nose. It was a night of clear visibility great for targeting the ground, but the anti-aircraft gunners could see us just as easily, and if night fighters were about, we would be visible for miles. As we approached the centre of Hamburg, distinctive on cloudless nights because of the way the river curved through, the intensity of the flak suddenly increased. Ten or more searchlight beams flicked on, crisscrossing ahead, while tracer bullets sneaked up towards us. I tried to ignore the tracer. It always moved with hypnotic slowness while a long way below us, but suddenly speeded up and whooshed past us. I could never get it out of my mind that the tracer was only part of the flak. For every bright firefly of light swarming up towards us, there were ten or fifteen others that were invisible. Ahead, bursting in the sky, there was a huge barrage of exploding shells, brilliant, white and yellow, flashing on and off like a deadly fireworks display. How could we ever pass through that without being hit a hundred times? Bomb aim at a pilot? Are we starting the bombing run? It was Ted in the nose. Yeah, we're already on it. No need to change track as far as I'm concerned. The side is settled. Everything calibrated and checked. You can get on with it, Ted. What's our present course? 287. Airspeed 132. Hold her steady, JL. Right a bit. Thanks, that's fine. I could hear the others breathing on the intercom. Bomb doors open, Skip. Bomb doors open. There was a pause, 
Then the plane lurched a little as the air drag increased. New airspeed, sir? 128. Okay, hold her steady. Steady. Hell, we're hitting them hard down there tonight. Smoke everywhere. That's it. Steady. Hold her steady. Bomb's gone. The plane lifted as the weight of the bomb fell away. My stomach lurched with it. Let's get out of here, JL. The deeply accented voice of Chris Galaxia, the Polish rear gunner, came through raspingly on the intercom. You say that every trip. I mean it every trip. Okay, hold on. I pushed the nose down to pick up a little speed, then turned the plane through 45 degrees to port, away from the inferno below. I closed the bomb doors, feeling the plane seemed to fly itself as the aerodynamic characteristics improved once more.